What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to NFN Radio News. This is Bob Gaddy, editor and publisher of NotFakeNews.biz. It was a beautiful spring evening, March 24, when some 50 students, educators, and others gathered on the lawn at Coastal Carolina University near Conway, South Carolina, to express solidarity with their Asian brothers and sisters who've been so tragically targeted since the COVID-19 pandemic struck our nation just about a year ago. Prompted by the murders of eight people at three Asian spas in Atlanta, including six Asian women, the vigil was led by two professors from the school's Social Justice Research Initiative and Women's Gender Studies and supported by the organization Grand Strand Action Together. Leading the event were Deborah Perkins, Associate Professor of Sociology and Founder and Director of the Social Justice Research Initiative, and Jamie McCauley, Assistant Professor of Sociology at CCU and Program Director of the Social Justice Research Initiative. Here are their comments. Macaulay. I am program director of the Social Justice Research Initiative here at Coastal. Um, after I heard about the shootings that targeted Asian American women primarily, even though there were a few other people who lost their lives and we mourn all of the lives, obviously, um, I started reaching out to colleagues to see if the university had planned a response. And I knew that they had released um, text-based text statements but I felt like we needed to do something active and we needed to show up and show solidarity, even though our Asian population here at Coastal is a small population, I felt like we needed to show our support and solidarity and we needed to make a statement about um, speaking out against uh, hate crimes and violence against um, Asian American women specifically. What do you guys think has prompted all of this? Do you have any thoughts about that? Well, uh, as I said uh, when I got up here, I think uh, there has been a long history of hate against the Asian American community in this nation. It goes back as long as the, the history of this country. I think more recently, you can fast forward to 2020, and there was a lot of Asian American, um, anti-Asian American sentiment by Donald Trump and the Trump administration. And he, he it, it, during his uh, speeches, he would uh, kind of fuel this, uh, calling it the, um, 
the Kung flu, that COVID, uh, calling it Kung flu, or calling it the China virus. And so, you know, he pandered to his base. And uh, I think that led to a lot of anti-increase in anti-Asian sentiment to the point that we um, saw a rise, a 140% increase in violence against the Asian American community in 2020. So I think that's where a lot of it comes from recently. But again, this has been a long history of this country of hatred against certain minority groups, in this case, Asian Americans and the Pacific Islanders. What would you like to see happen now? I would love to see growing awareness across the country culturally about, you know, of our issues with violence overall. I mean, like we organized this rally in response to a mass shooting that happened a week ago that targeted a specific community, but now we have another mass shooting that was just, you know, random violence. And um, I would like this event, you know, to lead into a greater like cultural reflection and reckoning about our relationship with violence overall. Because I think that's what, that's the root that we need, really need to get at to address these mass shootings, as well as to address like the racism. So obviously, you know, you have one mass shooting that's activated by racism and misogyny and another um, activated by other issues. Um, and unfortunately it looks like, you know, we're all in danger uh, because, you know, we just have, have a problem with, with violence in general that we need to address. Part, part of what we do at this university in our department, my name's Debbie Perkins and I'm a professor of sociology too and a colleague of Jamie's in the Department of Sociology. Um, and um, I've been working, I founded the Social Justice Research Initiative years ago. And what we do is to really try to increase awareness and education among our students of the issues, the underlying inequalities and injustices in order for them to come together to uh, be part of the solution for change, for them to figure out how they can become involved uh, to uh, uh, ameliorate many of these issues that we talk about in our classes. So that's kind of, that's part of the work that we do with the Social Justice Research Initiative is to educate, to do research around many of these issues and to engage in action for change. What would you say the response of your students is to this overall initiative? Uh, tonight, I think the turnout was very good. I mean, you have to consider, we just, uh, Jamie texted, I was hiking on Saturday and Jamie texted and said, hey, we don't, I feel like we need to do something because Jamie's great about <laughs> saying we need, to, we need to take action. And uh, so between Saturday and Monday at about noon, we had approval to do this because yeah. with the COVID restrictions, uh, you know, it takes some, Mm -hmm. uh, you have to go through a process to, to have events approved on campus. So we were able to do that in this short time and to get word out. We had about 50 students here. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a very good turnout, given the fact that many of our students are, are um, home-based now. So they're taking online classes. They're not here physically on campus. So to have this kind of turnout, to have this kind of energy among our students, I think is a great thing. We had uh, members of the Social Justice Club have signups here tonight. So we had, I think, about 20 people who signed up to be part of this club. So I think there's a lot of energy and I, I find so much hope among young people today. I just, I, I think they're, uh, they wanna be part of Solutions for Change. They, they wanna learn about what the issues are. And I have a lot of hope. I have hope in, uh, for, for our world because of what I see with these young people today. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Dr. Perkins and Dr. McCauley for sharing that with us. We'll be right back after this message. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
Although this event at Coastal Carolina University, which is just outside of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, was local in nature, I thought it deserved publicity as it is indicative of many similar events, some much larger, obviously, being held to support the Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. The racist attitudes engendered by Donald Trump are hateful and despicable. But as Professor Perkins said, many young people recognize this and are helping to bring about a more positive attitude across our nation. So now it'd be great if you'd follow NFN Radio News so you don't miss an episode. Just look for NFN Radio News at Spreaker.com and click on my picture. Check out notfakenews.biz, too, where you'll find new material just about every day by some excellent writers with perspectives on a whole range of topics. You can sign up as a member at notfakenews.biz. And, of course, it's all free. Also, let your friends know about this podcast and about notfakenews.biz. Our goal is to be informative and entertaining as we comment on the latest developments in the news with just a little lean to the left. And don't forget to check out Tempo in the Times, our sister podcast with commentator and musician Scott Raminger and myself, features newsmaker interviews and streams every Friday. This week, our guest is John R. Block, who served as Secretary of Agriculture under President Ronald Reagan. He talks politics and shares some cool inside stories with us. To learn more about that podcast and for easy access to all of those episodes, just visit TempoInTheTimes.com. Meanwhile, thanks for listening. This is Bob Gaddy signing off for NFN Radio News and NotFakeNews.biz.